in the introductory episode, I made reference to the US Navy as basically being at the forefront of recently revealing very open and public information of continuously encountering tremendous amounts of UFO activity. We've learned from them cases like the now infamous Tic Tac UFO incident that occurred in 2004, detailing a dramatic interception between naval fighter pilots and an object of unknown origin that defied explanation and seemingly the laws of physics as we know them. We learned about encounters that the USS Roosevelt were having in 2014 and 2015 over about a nine-month period of practically daily encounters with UFOs or UAPs as the US Defence Department now prefers to refer to them as. Lastly, we've been able to learn of the incidents I'll be talking mostly about today, where naval forces, yet again, had a series of quite dramatic and confronting intrusions from unknown aerial objects. These events occurred as recently as July in 2019, now known as the Channel Island UFO event, where multiple naval destroyers were swarmed by what the Navy simply referred to as mystery drones off the coast of California over a number of consecutive nights. My personal perspective on this event comes from my fascination and deep interest into this topic that goes so far back into my childhood that I don't ever remember a time that I wasn't really obsessed. Having consumed as many books and as much information as I could get on the topic of UFOs and its 80-year history, This phenomenon, I think, has for the most part operated in at least a somewhat covert fashion. Every once in a while, a wave of activity would hit in some area of the world and move on not so long after. Well, as you're about to hear, something has definitely changed. And if we're to take the Navy at their word, we're talking a dramatic change. As it currently stands, without hearing really anything from other branches from the Defence Department, such as the Air Force or the Army, everything we're learning about so far seems to be happening and centred around naval forces. You'll see my interpretation when looking into these incidents that these objects may even appear to be behaving almost like they're pissed off at the Navy. This phenomenon, UFOs, they've been here forever. For example, from the famous explorer Christopher Columbus who made notes within his ship's log on two separate occasions of mysterious lights above the ocean's waters, compasses that would spin out of control and glowing light sources beneath the waves. They know who we are better than we probably do. An intelligence as old and as familiar with humanity I think wouldn't flank naval destroyers out of playful curiosity. They know exactly what they're doing and what message they're sending. I'd be very curious to know, however, what it is the Navy have been doing to possibly elicit a response with the behaviour and activity you'll see as I detail the events. In a nutshell, we have the military, in particular the Navy, reporting such a common and near everyday occurrence of encounters and incursions into restricted military airspace in an increasingly brazen and provocative fashion towards the naval armed forces. Now, the brazen behaviour from the phenomenon as such isn't really a new thing, as the military and the phenomenon do have a past history together, which I'll talk about later. It's the revelation of this new and a little alarming amount of activity 
that speaks to me as something of tremendous importance and possibly even a clue as to what trajectory our reality may be heading for and fast. I'll give an overall summary of what we know and what we don't know about the most recent UFO Navy encounters, the Channel Islands incidents. Some key basics that we do know is that on four separate nights, the Navy, while off the coast of Southern California, while conducting sensitive nighttime manoeuvres, had quite a dramatic series of incidents where as many as six unknown aircraft were reported swarming around the ships at once. Something to quickly note here also is that this swarming event isn't far at all from where the Navy encountered the Tic Tac UFO in 2004. That's quite interesting to me and I'll come back to this later. The so-called drones were described as directly engaging with multiple US destroyers over prolonged periods in low visibility while on sensitive training manoeuvres off the US coast. The ensuring investigation included elements of the Navy, the Coast Guard and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The incidents received major attention, including from the Chief of Naval Operations, which is the apex of the Navy's chain of command. The key element to this to give people an understanding of just how anomalous these so-called drones were is Navy destroyers are equipped with an extremely sophisticated weapons radar system that is state-of-the-art military technology named the Aegis Combat System. Having had to do some research and reading on this multifaceted system, it is jam-packed with a range of seriously sophisticated features into a highly automated system the likes of which would have been considered science fiction not long before its arrival. It uses an incredible new radar array system that can throw pinpoint beams of radar in every direction. It's capable of tracking anything up to 100 targets at once, even something the size of a basketball from 100 kilometres away. Nothing in any country's military arsenal is coming within 100 kilometres of an Aegis combat system without it knowing about it. What I found really cool is on board are electronic countermeasures or anti-drone capabilities to basically cook the electronics right out of your enemy's drone before they got anywhere near you. There is a quote I read, nothing gets past or messes with an Aegis equipped destroyer. It also has a missile launch capability built into it. So this is our best in state-of-the-art defense and offense and particularly anti-drone capabilities. So what happened? The Navy have chosen in their report to call these unknown objects mystery drones. However, there is enough information to unpack that will show a highly advanced technology at use and were anything but commercial or military drones. So over the course of those four nights, these mystery objects displayed brazen and even provocative behaviour towards the military and really a jaw-dropping capability to be instantaneously in the face and right on top of these Aegis-equipped destroyers, without being detected on approach or when they disappeared. They were surrounding them with up to five to six objects at a time, with one at one point in an encounter almost appearing to be about to land on the helicopter launch pad, hovering above it and matching the ship's pace of around 16 knots. To further complicate what was already a complex manoeuvre, the drone was operating in low visibility conditions and at night. Needless to say, whatever these objects were, they were in total control of the situation and our most advanced military technology couldn't do anything about them. 
Looking into the statements made by the Navy, I couldn't find any actual description of their shape, just that they were visible with a single light of some type, as these were nighttime events. I was also curious to know if anyone had reported manoeuvrability like instantaneous acceleration or right angle turns, or any of the extreme flight characteristics we got with the Tic Tac UFO, not to mention hundreds of other eyewitness accounts of insane manoeuvrability when it comes to true unknown flying objects. The only mention was one making an abrupt up-down-left-right movement, and one could argue, and they'd be right, that drones can make rather abrupt up-down-left-right movements, and the sceptic or debunker will say, there you have it, these were simply a bunch of Mavic Pro drones. Well, there's other major points to consider and you can't ignore. These swarms were appearing and operating at night time, which would make for very difficult operation with something like commercial drones. These objects were stalking and following the strike group for prolonged periods at a time. By this point, the first night's encounter had lasted over 90 minutes, significantly longer than what commercially available drones can typically sustain. The real showcase of something out of the ordinary and technologically advanced was, again, these things had a capability that evaded incoming detection by the most sophisticated multi-layered weapon system radar we have, each and every time they appeared and disappeared over all four nights. Seemingly instantaneous in being able to somehow be right up in the face, up close to one of the most advanced warships in the US arsenal, flying along with the ship, with one flying above the helicopter pad, that is incredibly impressive and very bizarre. They weren't able to track them to see where they came from. Were they transmedium craft and came up from under the water, returning the same way? Did they enter and exit three-dimensional space-time right on top of the Aegis destroyers? We just don't know. The behaviour and actions being displayed here is where I personally interpret a message being potentially being said as something along the lines of, Hey guys, see this? I can breach your best technology, be anywhere I want to be, only feet above your combat war vessel, you ain't got nothing on what we've got and there isn't a thing you can do about it. This is, of course, open to interpretation. So... Brazen and provocative to say the least. That's a possible message I interpret looking at the events. It's all too easy to have someone spin the fear that brazen and provocative means that we're under invasion, or maybe that they were even trying to provoke the Navy into firing on them, which never did occur by the way. I think it's entirely possible the Navy knew full well what they were dealing with, and of having origins well outside the ordinary. I'm also suspicious of what they'd been doing prior to elicit this showcase of superiority from the intelligence that's behind these objects. I see something quite opposite of ill intention from the UFOs here. I see a technology that's remaining cool, calm and collected, totally fearless, restrained, but sending a very clear-cut message to the Navy, we are far superior than you technologically, do not continue to come poking around and do what you have been doing. The reason I suspect this is the Navy had said in the lead up to the events of conducting a sensitive nighttime mission in the area where they were swarmed. This is very curious to me, as there is a lot of UFO activity that takes place in this area off the coast of California. 
We have the Tic Tac UFO incident in, with the Navy in that area, a history of eyewitness reports from the people on the islands, so I do have to wonder what it was exactly the sensitive nighttime missions involved. Are the Navy possibly aware of something deep down in the ocean in these areas and possibly poking a stick around into something that they shouldn't be? These objects, drones, UAPs, whatever you want to call them, were in full control and absolutely confident that they had the upper hand, showing no concern of hostile weapons fire upon them at all. Which explanation requires the most mental gymnastics here? There's a Tony Stark type character out there with prototype drones outbuilding fleets of these things, who's also crazy enough or stupid enough to fly them somehow totally undetected, directly up to Navy warships to interfere with whatever they're doing at night time miles off the coast over the ocean and get away undetected each time over four nights? Or maybe we don't know anything about the truth of the ball of rock we're standing on. We think it belongs to us, but it seemingly doesn't. Our oceans aren't our oceans, and our airspace isn't our airspace. And to think we can designate areas of it as restricted may actually be a point of humour to another intelligence living here too. When you look back over the history of the UFO phenomenon, you'll see there's a pattern of behaviour UFOs are known for that I find rather humorous on their part. It's to repeatedly enter restricted airspace seemingly deliberately. In the lead up to the now famous gimbal naval footage, that object breached restricted airspace then literally sat hovering for a very long time as if loitering on purpose. It strikes me as amusing when I think about those incidents. Doing that on purpose in defiance of our assumption of dominion over it while I find it amusing they're making the military look silly, they're also sending clearly a message in that act also. I see a non-human intelligence sending a reminder to the red-faced angry military commanders who can't do anything about it that this ain't your sky, fellas. Now, having expressed my amazement at the high level of UFO activity currently occurring, military close encounters with brazenly behaving UFOs are definitely nothing new. Pilot eyewitness testimony backed up by radar evidence documents a history of UFOs buzzing World War I and II aircraft, often playing cat-and-mouse aerial games in quite astounding fashion when reading into those early pilots' reports. With anything from the glowing orbs dubbed Foo Fighters that would chase warplanes, up to including enormous metallic disc-shaped objects essentially flying rings around our aircrafts, in one particular case, even placing itself directly in front of the bomber pilot's cockpit window that they couldn't see anything else but the metallic craft in front of them before zooming away. So dramatic and brazen interaction on behalf of the phenomenon isn't unheard of. It's the sheer amount of activity that has to make one wonder what exactly is going on out there to have stirred UFOs, whatever they may be, into a frenzy. The question I have has been, is this daily UFO activity a noted shift or change in UFO behaviour amongst defence intelligence agencies? Well, according to Christopher Mellon, who was the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defence for Intelligence under the Clinton and the George W. Bush administrations, when asked about it on the Terry Verts podcast, Astro Terry, which I would highly recommend anyone to listen to, by the way, 
The daily encounters with these objects and extremely high UFO activity in general is something new and no one seems to know why it may be occurring. So something entirely new and never seen before is taking place in the behaviour of the phenomenon that we need to pay serious attention to. You could bet your bottom dollar it is being scrutinised and studied as seriously as a heart attack at the Department of Defence. I find it interesting why only the US Navy in particular is going for transparency on the issue at hand. I wonder what's taking place for the rest of the world's defence departments. Is this happening globally? What have China's naval forces been running into, or Russia's, North Korea's? Are all military forces of the world scratching their heads as well? If the answer is yes, then this new high level of global UFO activity and increasingly brazen behaviour towards military forces is new and totally unprecedented. Something has poked and stirred the UFO hornet's nest. Taken from recent information from official sources, we can make key points about what we know so far and take a look at what else is happening in our world and just do a little speculating. So, sightings of UFOs by civilians are at an all-time high currently. Now, this may have something to do with people spending more time locked down under house arrest by our powers that be, and so going outside in the garden or looking up at the stars while not preoccupied with work, or just a speculation of my own to play with, have the lockdowns themselves stirred a curiosity in the intelligence of the phenomenon. Something like, hey, check out Earth right now. Everything's come to a grinding halt. It's all gone quiet and stopped. Let's go check it out. One last speculation I have to play with might be, do the powers that be know something about this increase of activity in our skies, don't want us seeing it, don't want our attention brought to it, and would rather keep us locked in our homes glued to the television in fear while just outside in the night sky, UFOs are getting ready to put on a global display for everyone to see, to be amazed and humbled that we're not alone. Is that time fast approaching? Of course you could speculate all day long, but the thing to note as being true is this revelation from the US Navy of daily activity is simultaneous with the global pandemic. The new effort and push within government to get the Department of Defence to fess up to everything they have on UFOs is happening at the same time as the UFO activity itself is at an all-time high. Interesting, isn't it? Bringing this back to what we are learning today from the Defence Department and sentiments I made in the introductory episode, I'll summarise as follows. We have an increasing UFO presence, a technological singularity with artificial intelligence with which we are about to open a Pandora's box where we really can't know for sure what will happen beyond that point. I think, or maybe more so just hope, the probability that we will be visited by other intelligences soon is highly likely. Our predicament, our spiritual immaturity and our rapidly increasing technological advancements must shine like a beacon in the universe right now. It wouldn't be so crazy to think, because of our likely make-or-break state of affairs, we are a curiosity with many, many curious eyes upon us. And we should expect them any time between now and, say, 2050. Beyond 2050 probably runs the risk of nuclear war or catastrophic environmental collapse, 
so now's probably the time to say hello. It will be the dawn or the dusk for humanity soon. Strange things are afoot in our world today. An increasing UFO presence on the earth, a military industrial complex that doesn't appear to want to but are under increasing pressure legally to have to admit to the reality of these objects. They're being very openly provocative and aggressive towards our militaries while simultaneously landing at schools like the one in Zimbabwe, giving telepathic messages that we shouldn't get too technologically advanced ahead of our spiritual development. I think that is a major indication that their patience has run out with the world's power structures and that they would rather seek an audience with clear-minded, open-hearted children than superstitious, psychopathic jarheads and corporate executives. Perhaps the final speculative hope I have here is that these showcases of technological superiority over our very best is a pre-warning to the militaries of the world that time's up. Our patience has grown thin with your leader's ability to get things right and secure yourself a sustainable, peaceful future. The threat of nuclear devastation to yourself and the planet is unacceptable. We will not allow it. We share this rock with you. And with that, this has been the end of this episode and this has been your host Jai on the Singularity Point podcast.